Welcome to the dot Yeah. Yeah. Microphone set. Microphone set. One, two. Microphone set. Uh, uh. Microphone set. Microphone set. One, two. How we do like that? Microphone set. Microphone set. One, two. Like, hey. 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 How I go? Uh, microphone check, microphone check, microphone check, one, two, uh, yeah, everybody in the place to be, you're now tuned to the sounds of the D.O.T., one time, in the place to be, you're now tuned to the sounds of the D.O.T., said everybody in the place to be, says the dot cast and it's D.O.T., right, let it rock, let it go, let it go, let it go, break beat in the background, uh, Break beat in the background, um, chopped up sample in the, in the foreground, in the front round. What? <laughs> I said that wrong, but it's all good. Just let it rock, just let it rock real quick. I gotta get, sta- I gotta get hyped. I gotta get started right, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, 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 uh. Said everybody in the place to be, you're God, not tuned to the sounds of the DOT. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Like I said before, uh, everybody in the place to be, you're not tuned to the sounds of the DOT. I am Dot. Dot is the name, also known as Dre. And this is the Dot Cast. Um, for those that don't know me, I am a producer, which means I make music and I do a lot of like instrumental music and beat tapes and stuff like that. I'm that kind of producer. Um, And uh, this, I just decided to do my own podcast. I had an idea of doing it, you know, some time ago. And I just said, let me just do it. And basically, I'm just talking, talking about music stuff, talking about my journey, um, you know, stuff like that, and just ramble. And maybe somebody will get something from it. You know? Why not? I got a mic. I got a computer. Why not just do this? Right? Right. So, um, to actually have some type of, type of uh, what do you call it? Not organization, but structure to this thing. Um, this would be episode number three. I need to get like some sound effects, maybe. So um, I made it. Um, today's episode is brought to you by that song, which is called Jewels, Jewels, off of a uh, beat tape that I made called uh, Dilla Dots. And um, I don't have that one on my band camp. Or actually, I think I do have it on my band camp. And that one's actually for free to download. I mean, you can stream it on band camp. But, you know, if if you wanted to, you could go on band camp right now. Like, if you like that song that I just played in the beginning, you could go to the, my band camp right now, which is dot is the name. Those four words. And uh, download it for free, I believe. And if you can't and you want to, just hit me up. 
that is the name on Instagram at that is the name, all one word. And uh, you can let me know and I'll just, I'll just send you the files, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. Um, but like I said, today is episode three. And I don't know how this is go, but this is a very interesting topic I decided I wanted to talk about today. I'm going to talk about being a 40-year-old producer. Yes, that would mean, if I'm going to talk about it, that would mean that I am 40 years old. I turned 40 this year, and producing is still my favorite thing to do. That's it. So, I just wanted to talk about... Um, I guess the first thing I want to talk about is just the the perspective of a 40-year-old producer. It's, I think it's kind of a unique perspective because um, I can't really call production a young man's sport. It's, it's just a, a sport because it's music and it's like interpreta- interpretation. I think I said that right. You know, in the eyes of the beholder, like there's so many different styles of production. Like, and you know, you you can go anywhere you want. It's, anybody can get it. You know, male, female, black, white, old, young, young. It don't matter. Like any anybody can dive into this thing because it's like creativity. You know, but I think. Sometimes age and, you know, experiences and there's a whole bunch of stuff. But your age and, like, what you've been through and what you've seen as far as music, it plays a part in your music or in your production, I believe. Now, this is, you know, I'm talking about a 40-year-old producer, but this is also from my perspective and where I've come from with these 40 years that I have blessed. I've blessed to be here for these 40 years. So, um, let me see. Cause I, I, I like to write notes down and make this a little bit easier for me. But one of the first things, you know, involving the perspective of a 40 year old producer or me being a 40 year old producer is the different eras of music that I have gone through. Like, um, let's say the music I grew up off of, which is from like my dad's records. Um, you talking about like a lot of seventies, like band music, you know, or just soul funk. But my dad, he played in a band, he played bass in a band. So he had, um, a lot of like band music, like Tower of Power is like one of my favorite the Ohio players. Um, I think his favorite band is Earth, Wind & Fire. You know, that type of stuff. Um, but just that era, and, you know, we could take it, you know, you go to James Brown, you go to Michael Jackson, you go to Stevie Wonder, you go to Prince, you go to, um, you know, Motown era, you go to, I'm just thinking, Moore's Day, Time. You know, like, just that era of music that I was brought up on, which is like, I guess, you know, Michael Jackson was probably my favorite 
maybe still is my favorite music person of all time. And then, you know, Stevie Wonder is another huge, probably one of my other favorite. Those are probably my two favorite, you know, of all time. But that's what I grew up on before I even started to produce. So there's the foundation for me being a 40-year-old producer is like 70s music. I think it's that 70s. Maybe some 60s in there, you know. I'm I'm but I'm pretty sure the era I'm talking about is like the the 70s. Um but then you also have the the influence of the 80s and oh, but another thing about like the 70s is a lot of uh band music so it's a lot of instruments being played you know not i mean yeah like you did have producers you know who kind of put the music together but when you have like these bands you have these people who are good at like you know one or two things you know there's people who play multiple instruments too but like as far as like bands go, you know, you have the drummer, you have the bass, you have the guitar, and like these people are gurus at their instrument, you know. So just me listening early on, listening to the music that I did early on, it, you know, is it's a different tra- different translation when you go into production and you playing the producer where you have to you know, make a song um, with all of those elements in it, but it's just you. I should do an episode on that. That sounds like a topic. Yeah. Anyway, but then take it to, like, the 80s. And, um, you know, with the... One thing that I really remember about the 80s is that, like, the drums, that's when everything got more keyboardish and you start you see the evolution in technology and everything is analog but it was like electronic still and people were using instead of using like pianos well I mean like they was using synthesizers back then too but a lot of the music like you could tell that you got drum machines going on in there or people using like the electric drums, like the drums sound different, like they're electronic sounding. And um, that that's one, one of the things that really stuck out for me as far as like 80s music goes, as far as just me listening to music and like being in that era. Um, I mean, there's plenty of other stuff too, but I, I just noted just the sound of music changed. And like the drum machine, I think was a huge, had a huge impact on my ear for music in the eighties. Was the drum machines and the heavy like synth sounds. Um, now I didn't listen to too much hip hop in like the like when I was younger, because I was born in the eighties, eighty one. Um. When I was younger, I didn't, the hip hop that was out, I wasn't really listening to. I was listening to more of my dad's stuff, his records, Um, like coming up. I didn't really start to get into 
hip hop until the 90s. Then you have that era. But when I stepped in, I stepped in with West Coast music. And one of the forces that gravitated, that I gravitated towards was Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. I'm Dre. Producer. See the connection there? Um, But yeah, like... I, like I said in that that one uh, interview I did, like, or maybe, did I say that? I don't know if I said this, but Dr. Dre is the reason why I wanted to become a producer anyway. And I'll probably explain that when I finally find the time to do my top producer list. But you know th- that's where I started as far as like hip hop goes, and like in the ninth, that's another era for me. And then, you know, you have Dr. Dre, you have the the Dog Pound, the whole Death Row thing. That's kind of where I started at first. And then as far as East Coast at that time, you had like Wu-Tang and Biggie and, you know, just just that, that, that era of hip-hop. Is that the golden era of hip-hop? But that's the era of hip-hop that I was immersed in. When you talk about Nas, when you talk about Jay-Z, you know, that. When you talk about Wu-Tang, when you talk about uh, Dre, when you talk about Snoop, when you talk about Tupac, like, that's the era for me. And then that's the era of production that I came into. And, you know, that's when I said, I want to do that. That's when I started paying attention to people Excuse me. That's when I started to pay attention to people like Dr. Dre, RZA, DJ Premier, Eric Sermon. You know, and that's where Q-Tip and that's how I be morphed mentally into who I am today. You know, the style of music that I do, it, it starts there. Um, And then, I mean, you just take it along keep going and you'll eventually get to like uh jay dilla and like mad lib and you know as far as like that sampling goes and keep going and you'll run into like nicolay and like ninth wonder and like black milk and you know and this these these are like my heavy 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 influences as far as like all of these people, and I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be like them. I want to be like them. The the way that they make me feel with their music is exactly what I want to do. And, hey, if I can make other people feel like that, hey, great feeling. But, uh, yeah, you know, just in those areas. But even, but it, it goes into now. Because I've always listened to music, so I'm always listening to music. And even though I don't listen to as much music as I used to, I'm still in tune with certain things that, like, go on, like, even in today's music. You know, even today's, like, club music or whatever. Um, You know, just the different... And I've seen... You've seen the many transformations of, like, hip-hop. You go from 
east to west to south to midwest like you just see this whole timeline that's you know as far as age wise i've seen things change like so much as far as like the the sound of music and like who's on top and who takes over and what region is popping at the time and what's radio and I mean, there used to be this thing called underground. Like, does does under does the underground rap even exist anymore? You know, but that was just like the 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 secret spot for like you know the the skilled you know the the skilled I guess misfits that like the mainstream didn't want or whatever. But that that's where the culture was held. Like, I used to, I love that underground era. I love that actual mixtape era, you know, with, with the clue tapes and the 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 Jada Kiss. What was it? The Champions Hair. That's that's one of my favorite. Uh, Jada Kiss, Champions Hair, and Beanie Siegel, Public Enemy Number One. The um the uh Reup Gang clips, Reup Gang uh mixtapes. Uh, I mean. Just that whole era too. So, um, I I feel blessed at my age to be still like involved in hip hop and in production, and to have seen all of these eras and all of these changes, and you know, still seeing like what's gonna happen like in the future. But me, as sometimes I guess I'm stuck there but I, music is timeless i mean you could still put on some gangstar and you'll feel i mean above the clouds is timeless you can't tell me you can't put that song on today i guess i'll just leave it at that um so th- there's the perspective of that like the different eras right then um Another another perspective when you talk about those errors and going through is the type of um, ways that uh, we we would listen to music or we would get our music. You know, I started with I mean there was eight tracks, which I, I don't think I've ever heard of eight track, but that was you know before knew knew what knew what they were, never really seen one or whatever, never seen like an eight track tape player whatever but i started with records and vinyl like my dad had records so i knew how to put the record on the record player you know and put the needle on it you hear the static and like you know he had the 45s and you know you just had we had to put the little put the little thing in in the middle the little round thing in the middle on the pen like i i did that I, i this these are the days when we could we could touch our music right and um just like the transformation you know like sometimes i wonder do do the does the younger gen do they even know what a record is have they ever touched vinyl before like and i feel blessed that i have you know and then you go from there to cassette tapes and and walkmans and you know actual mixed tapes you know actual tapes 
even when you talk about Jay Dilla, like beat tapes, he had actual tapes. When we say beat tape now, it's uh, you streaming or, you know, whatever. But, you know, actual cassette tapes that you had to put in your cassette deck and, you know, rewind. And um, I remember I was talking, I was going back and forth with somebody on uh, Instagram one day and talking about how, like, when I used to have to, we had this... uh radio station at the college and they played like a bunch of underground music and how it was from like 11 at night to like seven in the morning. It was called straight from the underground. And, um, uh, is it Chris G shout out to Chris G. And, um, it, it, it was, it was like, it was gold. Like just those memories of staying up at night, having your, cassette you know in your deck like just ready to record when they had like an exclusive like freestyle or just like an exclusive uh track or just you know one of your favorite tracks that you didn't have yet or you know when you would you know um record the the freestyles or whatever just staying up as late as you could eventually falling asleep but that was that was a great time in my life, those like Saturday nights, um, when I would like come home from work and then, you know, just after work, just listening to all underground hip hop music and, you know, just the era of the tape, the cassette tape. Then you go into CDs and I have like a very good collection of CDs. Um, at my dad's house, it, it they look, it looks like I probably got like the 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 hip hop section worth of CDs in my on this uh sh- this like shelf that he built for me or whatever, and um just so many CDs, and that that was the prime time for me buying my music, and it was physical back then. You know, and, you know, having like a a CD player like in your car, you know, when you go to your car now, you know, you, you got your CDs or you got your CD Walkmans too. Just, just that era of just experiencing these different things, going from these different ways of, you know, listening to music. Um, Yeah. Um, and you know, CD scratching and I remember that, oh, that's, I hate, and, but then, you know, you had to just go get a new one or you put like some alcohol on it and, uh, try to clean that thing. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the CD players and then, um, going from that to like MP3s and I remember like for me, it was a, and that's where like. I'm getting older because I, at that point, it's like, I miss the physical part of music of actually feeling like this is mine. You know what I mean? As instead of just it being heard and it being a file that you could just transfer. Yes. Easy just to like transfer it. But you know, when, and then you want to talk about the whole like Napster and like LimeWire 
era, you know, where you could just get anything off the internet. Um, I mean, you can now too, but like back then, it, it, it wasn't allowed. You know, you had to go through these sites who kind of backdoored that part. And, you know, I think that changed the era because it's like, okay, y'all just taking all our music and you, anybody could get it now. It ain't even exclusive no more. So we need to reel in this whole thing. And, um, you know, I'm just going to leave that there because that's a whole different conversation, boy. That's a that's an industry conversation, which you know I ain't in the industry, but you know I, I see stuff, I know what's going on. But anyway, um, j- just the fact that music wasn't as physical, and you didn't feel like you you owned it as much. You know what I mean? Even though you're able to get like whatever song you want, it's it's just not the same as like owning it i guess physically and then i guess we come to where we are now with uh streaming which is which is i guess a yin a yin and a yang positive and negative like the fact that you can just pull up a song you can speak it to your phone and it just plays um is the evolve involve the evolving of music talk about like physical yeah right like it's not physical at all um even though like you know music you hear it and it's not like actual physical but you know it's it feels different. You know, when you're streaming a bunch of stuff, like, you don't necessarily have it. And that's, like, one of the, the things, like, um, as far, even, like, with an MP3, like, you could say, I have the MP3 on my computer. I got all of these files. They are mine. Right? These files are mine. But streaming, it, it's different because it's not. It's like you're renting. You can rent millions of songs and listen to them anytime you want but it's just that when you come from an era to where you had music that was physical in a sense with like records cds and tapes and now you can't now you're just renting you know it just it feels different it may not feel different for some you know younger somebody of this younger generation who all they know is streaming or all they know is mp3s and streaming you know i mean every mp3 players like kids don't even know what mp3 players are anymore right so that's foreign to them so like all they know is streaming all they know is like you get music from like i hear music from tiktok or you get music from youtube like that's how you get your music you know, when we used to have to, we went to stores to get, ah, life be cha- life is changing, man. But that's, you know, the, being 40, you, you see all of this stuff. And, you know, our age group, even a little bit younger, a little bit older, you know, whatever, we, 
we just see the evolvement, the evolving of music and how it's distributed and how it's listened to. And, you know, we we have opinions on it because we've seen so many phases of it. You know, maybe somebody's errors, their favorite was vinyl. You know, just the way it sounds from the, the scratching. Or somebody else, their favorite could be, you know, the actual cassette. Because, you know, they remember, like, carrying their boombox around and being able to, like, dub tapes. You know, you got a group of friends and y'all go to the to the record store, like, you know, and y'all, y'all get some tapes. Some, you know, a couple artist tapes come out at the same time and, like, each friend buys one tape and then y'all, you know, one person got it, the whole crew got it. Cause you could just dub it off the, you know, it's the same thing with CDs, but you know, now it's completely different. We're like running music now, you know, for somebody younger and that's all they know is nothing. But for us, when we sit down and think about it, at least for me, it's weird. And I know for I'm pretty sure from some other people my age, around my age, it's weird and it's different. And, you know, you kind of wish for the old days a little bit, I guess. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. But I remember back in the day. Who was that? Ahmad? That was Ahmad. Um, yeah. So, those are the different ways that we used to listen to music. Um, uh, what else do I got on here? Um, oh, um, and then just being a producer. Ooh, this kind of went a little longer than I thought it was, but I don't know. I, I guess I just like this subject. Um, as far as like being a producer goes. You want to talk about like the evolution of production. Now I could go where I started with, um, well, not really start. Well, yeah, I guess I guess I started. Actually, I started producing at a um, community college, and uh, we use this program called like Metro Five. But, um, which is you know we had like the we had a bunch of Macs and. It was like the early version of like Pro Tools and like Logic, you know. But as far as me, like the first piece of equipment that I brought myself was like a sampler. And, um, you know, just how you produce music back in the day when, I mean, you could take it back because you had instruments at first, right? And then I remember when I tried to play the saxophone. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to let that go. Um, But, like, then I got to, like, playing uh, keyboards. And um, I used to, like, just play by ear and started, like, you know, picking up stuff. You know, but I, I didn't have all the things to be, like, a producer. But, you know, just playing an instrument. And then going from that, then once you start getting into like drum machines, 
and you know producing on drum machines and then these drum machines that had like where you could sample and then making you know I've I've been through that where you have a sampler and I would use my dad's records to produce so like just the the different eras of being a producer and how you produce your music you know at first I was using the sampler and the keyboard then I was using the sampler and like some records. Then I got another sampler. Then I ended up getting what I had. First I had the Electribe, Korg Electribe. Then I had the SP404. Then I ended up getting, you know, then you have like an MPC. I got it. I had a 2000 and I still got my 2500. But, you know, producing on that back in the day, though, not with a computer. Just the, like, raw machine, which, I, you know, they kind of have it now. But, you know, getting records and putting them on, you know, and then transitioning from those to, I eventually got Pro Tools. And then, you know, once you have uh, Pro Tools, that changes the game because then you can incorporate all of your elements, you can have your keyboard here, your drums here, you simply you can put it all on Pro Tools. You know, th then it just becomes like a little bit different. Then you evolve to where we have all these plugins now. So now all you just need is your computer. You know, I mean, you you can you can have a uh, MIDI. Oh, you know, you 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 have like the. Well, I guess like the meaty was kind of first for me. I hope I'm not like going too off and too. I, I hope y'all with me. Um, So you have like the meaty and then you're using it as a controller. You know, first you record, you can record your instruments into your software. And then you have like your software has the music and then you use your instruments as like controllers right and then you know until it gets to the point where now you just need a computer it has everything on it you can use the keyboard for like the keys and like for the drums or you can just move it around and click and drag like everything but just you know going from instruments to laptops and stuff like that just you know, and actually using all these things um, in their eras, you know, like um, using samplers. And I mean, they were using samplers before me. You know, when you talk about like a Pete Rock and you talk about like a DJ Premier, you know. Uh, yeah, they're, they're older than me. But. You know, just I have that experience as maybe somebody who's younger and only knows, say they only know like Fruity Loops. You know, I, I've had the pleasure of using like different machines and, um, you know, using samplers and using keyboards and going through that difficult, difficult, difficult time consuming process, you know. Where you just can't make a beat like quick. You have to set certain things up. I got to plug this into this. And then plug that into that. 
and make sure that signal coming out here so I could get that through there. Then I got a sample from here and put this on here. Then actually I got all this. Then I got to put all these tracks on Pro Tools. and You know what I mean? As far as now, it's, everything's all in one. You know, you, you got the... You got the samples. You can sample sample from YouTube, or they have the track lib where, where they the samples are on a computer format. So you don't gotta like go to the store to dig. I don't go to got I don't gotta go to my dad's records and dig. I can do everything on this computer. You know, it's it's crazy. It's just those. Uh, those errors and those changes and, you know, all of that stuff that just, I don't know, that just happens. Th things change. Technology changes things. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. That's a whole different conversation. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that in the tuck somewhere. But, yeah, it, that I guess, you know, that's just my experience of being a 40-year-old produce it i think i have a unique perspective when it comes to production as a producer just because i've been through all of these stages the different stages of how i listen to music um how i make music what i create music on oh and i i did forget to mention like when you talk about today's music because i use machine and using that controller as well. I mean, you can do everything on a computer, but, you know, having like the machine or having like the new uh, NPCs, it gives us older producers that feeling back of actually like, you know, the, the physical part of like making a beat, you know, and using like samplers and hitting pads instead of just like scrolling and clicking all day. Like, and that's another thing, like with Serato, that when I first got, so that was amazing to me because it's like I got all, I can just use all my MP3 files, but I have the same feeling of being an actual DJ. I just don't got to carry all these crates of records with me. But, you know, I don't got to do it all on a computer. I use the computer, like, you know, as a. Um, for the software, but even though, you know, I could just use it to pick my records, but I'm looking at my turntables and I'm looking at my mixer, like when I'm mixing. So, you know, even that way of how things have evolved, but the, the, the tech, ugh, can't talk, but the technology that we have is allowing us to give us that feeling back which I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't just completely try to wipe out the physical part of making music, you know, like for DJs and for, you know, like, I guess, sample based producers who use samplers. You know, we can you can still use your, your turntables and your mixer. You could still get a machine or get a, a MPC and physically touch because that brings its own essence to it you know what i mean and it doesn't make us look old because we still got it and you know everybody's using it now
You know, a lot of people have machines. Um, and NPCs. But yeah. That's just I guess my journey through the eras and when it comes to music and when it comes to production as a 40-year-old. My 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 perspective is I say our perspective is unique. I think we have a unique perspective on production. So with that said, I mean, just show us some love, man. You know, whether we make hip-hop, whether we make trap beats, you know, whatever genre we do, whether we doing EDM, whatever. Whatever genre we doing, we, we are producers who, yes, I guess... We categorize as old from nowadays, but we have such a unique perspective from what we've seen and how we've seen music transform and transition in in these different eras. So when you see us, just show us some love. If you see a 40-year-old, 40-plus producer, just show us some love. Why not? We we got we we got some game, right? We got some knowledge of, of things. We done seen some things. You know, us early days of producing, we we had to do so much just to get, you know, you only got like six seconds of sampling time. Like what? You know, that's that's what I loved about the SP four oh four is I can't remember I think it depend on like the memory card that you got, but it you had almost unlimited sampling time as opposed to like the other my Electribe where I had like ten seconds, I think, you know. But just the the difficulty or, or not difficulty, but how creative you had to be to have ten seconds of sampling time where now it's just endless. Or how creative I had to be when you know, I had to use different samplers for for different things to, you know, to get a song like put together, and then how I would transfer it over to Pro Tools and and get it to sound the way it sounded and edit it in there, and you know, it's just it's just me reminiscing, I guess. I guess. I don't know why I said that. But, you know, moral of the story is just show show your 40-year-old and 40-plus-year-old producers some love. And I think we have a lot to offer. Not just as producers in music, but just as knowledge. Knowledge of the game that we saw. The things that we saw as far as production. Yeah. And, you know, another thing about us is we kind of stubborn, you know, for the ones of us that love hip hop. And we just we just want to keep that alive. It takes its shape and takes its its different forms, but we want to keep the the essence of it alive, too. I make a lot of hip hop beats in today's age. But, I mean, people still listen to it. 
His stuff is timeless. Hip hop is timeless. I mean, all music is timeless, but th- this culture is 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 timeless. This this style, this hip hop style, this boom bap style is is timeless. I think there will always be people who want to hear it. Yeah. This went over my time. I usually try to do these for like 20 minutes and a half or half an hour, but this kind of doubled it. So so I guess I'm going to end with that. Um, And I'm going to just say shout out to all the 40 and 40 plus year old producers out there. I'm with you. I'm one of you. Um, maybe I need to like get in some communities or start my own and see if there's like any, but you know, she all scratching. Hold on. You done? Okay. Cat scratching. I think she done. Um, yeah, maybe I need to like hop into communities or make my own you know, 40, 40 and up producer, clan, crew. But um, yeah, shout out to us. Shout out to y'all. And for anybody else, just show us some love when you see us, man. We appreciate it. And I think we'd be willing to help. I'm definitely willing to help if anybody needs it. That's it. That. That is the name signing out. Hope everybody has a great day. Um, if you enjoyed this, let me know somehow. <laughs> I think I'm going to put these on YouTube. So if I put them on YouTube, you can comment. And then I think at some point I'm going to stream them. Uh, but yeah. if Just reach out to me. That is the name.com. Um... Or for whatever platform this is on, send me a comment and uh, let me know what you guys think of this content that I'm creating. And with that, I hope you all have a great day. Hope you all have a great night. Um, And protect your energy. Just going to leave it at that. Protect your energy at all costs. That. I'm out. Peace.